0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 401 of Pixels and Ink, the official podcast of CG Magazine, where we take a critical eye to gaming, comics, tech, and media. I'm your host today, Chris DeHug, and I'm joined by our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry.
1: Hello there, Chris.
0: Dana Eileen. Hey, hey. And joining us once again, Edward Grafton. Hey, Chris. How's everybody doing today? I'm good.
2: Yes, that's what he said.
3: Yeah, not too bad.
2: All right. Super exciting, guys. Super exciting.
0: (laughs) Everything is sunshine and rainbows in the world. It always is. Yeah, we've got a lot to discuss this week, actually, Uh, starting with some uh, big news about Rockstar coming out of Bloomberg this week. Mm -hmm. Apparently, GTA 6, which is still early in development, uh, is said to be featuring a series first modern female protagonist in story mode. Um, There's a bit of a caveat to that. Uh, returning to Vice City and uh, kind of uh, cleaning up the pro- the, the culture at Rockstar as they're developing the game as they go along. Um, so, yeah, what do we what, like, what do we think about the possibilities of, of Rockstar cleaning up their image? Like, do we, it's not exactly the bin?
2: Aren't the they all doing that right of, now? I mean, every all... single game company right now. Isn't I that think what we're doing?
1: It's something that has to be done. A lot of these companies have been struggling with this for years let's say um you i think what Rockstar. I what
2: that they get to be in the news and be talked about for cleaning up their shit why don't we talk mm. about the people that don't have any shit to begin with
3: uh anyway. there'd be no one yeah I that's, 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 that's yeah. Seems-
2: It'd be a boring podcast <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it <No>.
3: <laughs> name <laughs> four We're happy
2: everybody's good um
1: name but i think
0: good studios
1: i think rockstar is one of the ones that have been kind of known for that kind of boys culture so to see them addressing it's good um but right now it seems like it's a big shift for the studio and a big shift for what they've tried to do as a company so i don't know how much it's going to work but it's good that it's happening
2: let's put it this way they they made the game that is famous for people like running around and beating hookers which are usually women in this case so i
0: was i was gonna say like it's not even just like within their company it's that have been so heavily in the products that they put out yeah
2: can't say i'm not guilty of doing it though just for the record i'm not that girl that you know yeah. didn't punch a hooker in gta but that's <laughs> how you start gaming isn't it <laughs> it's the initiation no
3: it is a strange rite of passage you know
2: <laughs> it's absolutely being in my brother's room when i was a kid beating, running them over most of the time that was more fun
0: employing the services and then running over to get your money back yeah it's great i think Uh, i think
1: the gta series has changed quite a bit in recent years they have tried to make it more story driven tried to make it more of an experience in a giant living world where you happen to be able to beat up hookers and take the money
2: hey i just want to give the hookers the choice to beat us up and take their money back Hmm. that's all
3: no? They they do have it they they will punch back i think or at least yeah, some of them you know. will yeah
2: i want them all to have that confidence come on i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> i'm i'm very curious to see if they or how they pull this off <laughs> um because like even with gta5 when i was playing it back forever ago when it first came out i found it kind of uncomfortable playing some of the certain segments where i think you're as trevor where you just snap and go postal and hey that's yeah. a game mode cool that's not really something you want to see in like current climate or even 10 years ago for that matter
1: yeah um, i mean i, I think gta5 did um some things that might necessarily not hold up today i think they were it was very pushing the limits at that time but cultures change and it's been what is it 10 years now since the games went out has that- been yeah yeah,
3: nine. Yeah,
1: nine, yeah, but it, the, the culture has changed that much since the time GTA 5 first came out and the most recent release. So,
2: which one was San Andreas?
3: That was what year was it? 2004? 2004? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah,
3: <it laughs> that does. doesn't feel Maybe good. even 2005.
2: Good, that sounds um, slightly better. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I remember working oh. my first job in high school and like talking to the guys there about how excited we were for that game coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's uh this age of fifteen. It
1: was two four.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That is a solid eighteen years, folks. It I is. did something eighteen years ago. I'm going to bed. Good night. I
3: was uh I was seven. <laughs> <and> <laughs> playing that nice game. Ball. That was, that was a great school. great time.
2: Brendan great, was like married with eighteen children game. by then. It's fine.
1: <laughs> right. Anyways, I, I think I think it's, it's a good move on Rockstar's part to kind of clean up the company culture. And I also think it's a good move to kind of give more choices in protagonists. I did like the fact that they did have a variety last time, but to have a female protagonist in there would be a change and it could be something interesting for the series. I also would love to have the fragile masculinity of some of these dudes that love GTA be questioned. I think that's mm-hmm. great.
2: Most uh, of the men I know choose to play women over men mm-hmm. in games. And I mean, we won't talk about why, but to hear the the men that are angry that it could be a girl seems ridiculous to me because either you're angry because you're an idiot mm-hmm. or you're not thrilled about playing a girl. Like either way, that, that makes me question some things. There's a lot, of,
1: a lot of people just really are fragile in the, what they view as video games. Like they want it to be their way anything else is wrong
2: i don't uh, like playing men in video games because they're usually massive and i like to be little and stealthy so there <laughs> you got to think about it that way that's fair <laughs> now is it going to be um like just a female character or are you going to have a choice
3: i think they were saying it's going to be like a bunny and clyde situation yeah. that was the main inspiration so like you're going to have two at least two yeah. Uh, protagonist, uh, a man and a woman, kind of like a bunny and fly situation. That's that's I what actually was like pitched. That. that sounds cool. Yeah, and I think it's supposed to be a
1: Miami setting type thing. Kinda. Yeah,
3: we're going back to Vice City, mm-hmm. which, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but also a bit of a shame. I feel like in the last few GDA mainlines, we keep rotating. I wish, I wish we did London again. I kind of wish we did something else
1: beyond just um,
3: yeah, just
1: the standard. It's always somewhere in America, New York or London. No, sorry, New uh, uh, York or LA. Was it New San, York? San Andreas was LA.
3: San Andreas was San Francisco, LA, and Vegas as well. Basically, it was all of
1: the West Coast in one city, in one game.
3: Exactly. I mean, it was, yeah. The San Andreas was massive, yeah. But then four was New York, and then five was um, back to Los Santos, essentially. you're going to come to Canada. Come
2: on. Yeah. Everybody what was on their three?
3: Wasn't that New York? G Day well? three was New York as well, I think. Yeah. So it was yeah, four
1: City, and yeah. three were yeah. both New
3: York. Okay. Liberty City, yeah. I mean, because in between you had uh Vice City and then San Andreas, that the PS2 games, and then four and then five.
1: Yeah, four. I liked four. That was an interesting game. I think I yeah. I got to the end, and then I'm like, I don't I don't care. I don't need this game to end, I'm done.
2: I still cannot believe that those games have stories. I did nothing story. Oh, they to those do. Games ever like I wasn't. And, just a, it was the only all I wanted to do was run around and break stuff, hit stuff. I can't drive in a video game, so I crashed into everything, and <laughs> I just wanted to cause chaos. And then arguably,
3: okay. four has the best story out of the bunch. I'd say it's Gordon the dissolution really of the yeah. American dream, right? Because you play as Niko Bellic, who's this Russian immigrant coming to like live a better life, just to realize that hey, it's kind of it's kind of not great it either
2: yep. you know <laughs> kind of sucks guys yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i know uh gta3 was just like a basically like a mobster movie or whatever and then uh vice city was basically the scarface it was scarface, yeah, yeah. Um, and then san andreas did some good stuff too actually but i think san Andreas is think fun the more interesting story
1: overall but that whole, san Andreas uh, is a, a deeper story i believe
0: yeah i don't might...
1: think it had sam jackson in that one right
0: yeah he was the one cop that's always uh, Exuma, like you yeah. give some missions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that was a game that I didn't
3: get very far because there was just so
0: much to do. Oh, you so have to.
3: I did the platinum a few years ago, and that's definitely my favorite uh, GEA, hmm. just that because of nostalgia. Sense. But actually, it holds up. Nostalgia is a big factor in it for sure. Like I, yeah. but then
0: again, like I was playing it recently when it came out on Switch, the remastered trilogy, and like the the gameplay is nostalgic and stuff, but a lot of the story mm-hmm. stuff just did not. Age well, yeah. Uh, a lot of gay panic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: And just uh, GTA 4, or G- and San Andreas, San
3: Andreas, yeah. yeah I and mean, GTA the, 4 had human uh, human. Had, gay had Gay Tony, Tony yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: which actually was okay.
3: Yeah, that was okay. And uh, lost in the dam, at least, kind of shook up the gameplay as well. So
1: yeah, that was interesting. I really did enjoy that. I feel that mm-hmm. I was hoping they'd bring that sort of thing to GTA 5, but instead they did, they did the GTA Online route which meant you never really got that storyline that made, the, made four so interesting, where well, you did have those like three, was it three different
3: DLCs? Uh, Lost in the Damned Ballad of Gay Tony for four. I think that was it. The two major right. Is that the name impact. of the DLC?
2: That's amazing.
3: Ballad of Gay Tony, of, yeah. yeah.
2: All my friends now are getting straight, gay, bi, whatever, before their name. That's it. You got to let me know <laughs> so that I can properly label you ahead of time.
0: This is cis can. Tony and
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep.
0: yeah, just, cis just white just gay there. Tony.
2: Yes, so like it. this
0: is bear Tony.
2: They'd get long though Ooh. after a while. Mm. I don't want to, there's too many <laughs> options. I'm just gonna stick with, yeah, stick with what we got. Names, I guess, Whatever. names
0: are fine, I guess, shorthand. But yeah, no, yeah.
1: I, think, the, uh, I think the GTA series has gotten a lot more interesting over the years, but. I still think it did kind of have that voice culture all the way through it, so I'm glad to see them mixing mm-hmm. it up. I don't know how that's going to look in the overall gameplay because the game's apparently a ways off still, so.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. when they announced it early, earlier this year, it probably consisted of, like, some ideas on a cocktail napkin. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that seemed, seemed really premature to be even saying it out loud, but I guess they caught so much flag last year with the remaster trilogy. And- mm.
1: I yeah. think Lance a lot of.
0: Gen and...
1: I think a lot right now. A lot of their money is going to GTA Online and just kind of fixing up how the corporate culture works. So I don't think they've put much yeah. effort into actually making things beyond that.
3: I mean, there's there, there was a thing that they had a bully remaster slash remake in the works. They had a Red Dead Redemption One remaster remake in the works, mm-hmm. but they can't bother those. to so just focus on GTA Six instead so that's that's interesting but with 5 I've i I've been playing it recently and online is still massive and it's still really really good matchmaking is still a pain even on you know with fastest SSDs but really? it really is quite a hoot I yeah I mean because it's still like the system uh, you know running on what we had in uh, 2013 mm-hmm. and it's still like the worst part of, of the entire experience is queuing for people or for example imagine doing a heist with some people online and then one person disconnects it sends everyone back into the lobby. You then not have to find someone else again. You have to queue again. You have to mm-hmm. enter again. And if, That's again, someone someone again quits, you can't just, like, quick restart or find someone else. You have to do the entire process all over again. Matchmaking so...
2: in any game is my nemesis. It's it's always been brutal. It's brutal in ESO. It was brutal in WoW. I just I don't want to do it. I need to have friends, and I don't want to do that either. So, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <Right>. life's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I think Destiny Two probably is the best matchmaking. But even then, like you're still stuck waiting in lobbies. It's probably the smoothest one I've seen. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm surprised GTA Online does
3: so well. Then if it's that hard to get to a match, because it's still yeah. it's it's massive and there's still so many people playing. And then you know they had the RP servers. That had the that was a big boost for them. And there's still so much user generated content. Like, that's what you did not think about is, like, all of the courses that people have made over the years. You're running on, like, 10 years of, like, this game being active. Obviously, you're going to have so much content, so many people, like, mm-hmm. getting involved through, like, PS3 generation, PS4, now PS5. So, like, it's 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 a lot of game mm-hmm. uh, in the online. And they added uh, story content for the first time last year with the Dr. Dre stuff, which continues uh, Franklin's story. It
0: that's kind oh, of right.
3: It. Yeah, so... It's it's impressive still to this day, but sadly, they also kind of neglected Red Dead Redemption 2's online. So moving forward, with GTA 6 being like this like live service game, it will be interesting to see how they balance out their other projects, mm-hmm. if they have other projects. I mean, <laughs> I don't it's know, Rockstar, yeah. they probably do. Yeah. Yeah, holds up for their
0: sake that they have something Red Dead going on because that game is live and well, <laughs> like,
3: uh, I mean, it used to be like they, they had protests, the you online. Friends, yeah, and they weren't very happy with it. And they they kind of gave up on it.
1: They did.
0: It's kind of why I was surprised to hear this report because it sounds like they're putting a lot of effort into that and effort is not what I think of. When I think of Rockstar in the past couple of years, <laughs> the remaster oh. trilogy was was just. In shambles, essentially, when it launched, like they just yeah. slapped it through a like auto processor through an AI to upgrade it and had all these glaring issues, and then just slap out another ne- next update for GTA 5 and collect another 50 bucks from each person. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I hope it pans out. I mean, when they like speaking of uh, GTA 4 and San Andreas and some of those narrative beats, they've they had the potential to do some good story stuff, but uh, hopefully, the yeah. the culture change can bring something interesting there
1: we will see
3: yeah
0: all right um so uh, recently uh the internet's been kind of taken by storm by stray the latest game from b12 mm-hmm. studios and annapurna interactive um i am guilty i've <laughs> adored that game i know uh, it's fantastic <clears throat> um yeah, no, and uh, kind of got me thinking about the current state of game design. It's been a topic that people have been talking about since Elden Ring and Horizon came out. The whole debate of the mm-hmm. open worlds and how you approach getting players through it. You had Horizon on one hand that was very handholdy with like the like the protagonist just giving you the clues away constantly, versus like Elden Ring, which just threw you in a deep end and walked away, um, mm-hmm. leaving you to fend for your own devices. So. What I wanted to kind of pitch to you guys is do you think games are holding our hands too much these days with busy user interfaces and chatty protagonists and everything like that or you know are
3: we are we being coddled or are not by game developers these days? Hmm. Almost every single time I go into settings, I disable so much of the of the HUD. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't want it. But then, so for example, I when I played Zelda, they had the pro mode that I remember that disabled a lot of the HUD, but also didn't give you like really, really relevant information. So it actually not only made it harder, it made it inconvenient enough so that I had to swap to normal. So the problem is that even though the options exist for you to like kind of play the way you want to play, mm-hmm. Sometimes the games don't function, or like it, this happens to me. in Last of Us Part Two, you play Ungrounded with but like all of the the HUD disabled, and it's still kind of not meant to be that experience. You can have right. the option, but it still doesn't really function. It kind of like breaks at the seams. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't know. And then when you think about towers and like you know and and markers and all of that, it's 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 a mess right now. I love Elden Ring for the fact that like kind of says, okay, well go you know have a good time, but.
2: Now, I realize a lot of these games that that we're talking about are on PC. I know I played World of Warcraft for years, and the first time I ever played that, it was my first, like, entrance into PC gaming, Mm. and people would be talking about this add-on or that add-on and this overlay and I'd have no idea what they were talking about and I was originally playing on like the original UI and then Mm -hmm. I got into all that and my screen never looked the same again and no two players screens look the same ever in those kinds of games but now I stick more to console gaming than I do PC so I don't like I don't I don't see that issue that you guys are seeing. I'm good. Give me all that information because when I played mm-hmm. WoW, I put so much more on my screen. <laughs> like everything was there. So I I like that. I like having all my information there. Now I guess it's different if it's like the game giving you specific instructions. I, again, those are add-ons you can put in WoW. It'll tell mm-hmm. you when the boss is in this mode, that mode, or the other mode, when you need to hit this button, when your cooldowns come up, all that kind of stuff. Now that's hand holding. That's basically telling you. It's like a little light up telling you when to press each button, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I come from like a different section of that. Um, mm-hmm. Right now I'm playing simpler games like Little Witch in the Woods on uh, on Series X on Game Pass. And uh, like it doesn't have a, a map. You have to like run and find a little pole and that'll open up a small section of the map. And then you have to go find another one and that will open up a different small section of the map. So you can't just see everything you can't see exactly where you are or where you're going at any given time you kind of have to remember that's making me crazy so maybe i need hand holding i'm not sure
3: (laughs) (laughs) i think they can still hand hold you in different ways like for me one of the core examples of this is mirror's edge where like they color code it obviously you know like you have red is where you want to go and, and and this world is flat in terms of colors, and you have whites. Red is the, oh, this is where you want to be. So, like, there's different ways. So, like, I think about, like, Ghost of Tsushima, where you have the wind kind of be diegetic and kind of mm. guide you. So, that there's still ways they can do that without, like, cluttering the the, the HUD. Mm. When I think about an Ubisoft game nowadays, I feel like all of the information is on the screen all the time so that I don't actually look at a game. I'm looking at the map more than I actually look around me. So, I'm,
2: so in that I'm case, how do you guys stuff. feel yeah. about your quest markers, then? is that is that hand-holding then or is that just a helpful little situation
0: it's helpful but like in the case of like ubisoft again like it's one of many things it's like it'd be the one thing i would keep if i could whereas Mm -hmm. like all the other stuff and like the protagonist constantly like speaking and like narrating Mm -hmm. to you like hey go over here dummy like is that kind of stuff that i could do away with quest markers are one thing but yeah
2: because that's even something um That's something in Little Witch in the Woods. When you have all your quests, it doesn't actually tell you where any of them are. And sometimes you'll complete one part and then the next part doesn't, like you don't see where you came from. So I'm like, I actually have no idea who I'm supposed to talk to now because that last person told me and I don't know who that last person was. Um, But I've played so many games where the quest markers were all I'd pay attention to. If somebody says something to me, I don't process it. I have to read it. And if I don't go read my quests, I just follow the quest markers. I go and I do whatever it says at those markers. And then I go to where those markers tell me next. And I don't even realize what's going on half the time. I'm like, all of these are complete. Don't know what I did. That's <laughs> cool. But even Fortnite is getting them. Um, mm. When you have to, it never used to be the case when you'd have to go to a certain section of the map and collect things. There, there mm. wouldn't be little markers there. you just have to find them on the map. And then you'd go to Google and find them there and whatever. But now they actually put the little marker directly on the map when you get to the correct area. And though helpful, I and again, I'm the one that would Google it anyway. I kind of feel like we're we're getting lazy.
0: Yeah, for one, it's kind of a weird case too, because like the map's so big and you got so much else going on versus like ninety-nine other actual human beings. Yeah,
2: people I, shooting I, you I, I in the face i appreciated that
0: one right mm-hmm. especially because I, I i like to go on every couple of weeks and like catch up on some of like the collection things <laughs> like the mm-hmm. you know the fine 33 three tokens each area quests yep so having that pop up when you're close, i appreciate that in that case but um what got me thinking about though was like the in, in stray there's almost nothing there's almost no indication of where you're supposed to go and somehow like i never got lost really except because you're from, supposed like, to be a like, curious kitty way around That's true, and they play into that very well. But um, yeah, like the whole thing, though. Like I, you know, I might have gotten lost because there's no map or anything like that. Because how is a cat gonna check a map or understand a map for that matter? But um, no, the whole thing was just done. Because
2: that's what we're talking about: realism. While you're playing a cat in a video, cats can't read maps.
0: It's very realistic. The cat falls down along like a long gap. It starts That's slipping licks his back leg and then, and then he's fine that is entirely realistic have you seen That, that?
2: is entirely <laughs> realistic.
0: this
2: is deep guys
0: um, but yeah like it, it managed to like not lose you in the woods too much so, like you, you know you, you, you might meander around for a little while but like you never had to, like smack you over the head with clues it never just dropped you in the deep end like elden ring might would like just leave you mm-hmm. to get slaughtered it managed mm-hmm. to like guide you through without guiding you right
1: I want someone to hold I mean, I think (laughs) think there's a good balance. And I think um, this kind of goes into the debate of accessibility. Figuring in that balance that allows people to get the immersion they're looking for, but also find, get the needed hand-holding when when needed and have it, I think you can just turn on and off based on your needs. I think that's kind of where a lot of people want the gaming industry to go. To have it always go the Elden Ring route where it's (sighs) obtuse as hell, It's probably not the idea ideal but having it so you can go about a game how you see fit so if you want to find all the storyline you can if you want to experience a game in a more fluid way you can do that as well and i think that balance is where a lot of games are trying to head i think the um single player story driven experience where it's like you go here then you go here then you go here and it's just like a corridor pushing you forward is kind of going away a little bit and i'm not sure if that's good or bad but I feel it gives more chance for people that do want to experience games the, the way they want to play them.
2: So, Brendan, that being said, you play games like um, like Diablo style yeah. more often than not. Yeah. What would you say they do in this?
1: I'd say a mix of both. Um, like, Diablo's always been kind of a game where you're supposed to... you Once you know the map, it's just go here, go there. Um, once you're in the different locations that do procedurally generate its exploration but most of it is just follow the map to your marker go to the marker do the thing uh the only real exploration is in those dungeons where they do procedurally generate and let you do it how you want to do it i don't know if the new one's going that way because it seems like it's a much more vertical much more open experience but they really haven't said how it's going to work so we'll see
2: Um, I will say being a parent, because we love when I get into this chat, is that um, I end up at games like very few and far between. Like I'll Mm -hmm. pick up a game and have not played it in a month, two months, three. I don't remember the last time I played WoW. If I jumped in right now, I would have to completely relearn how to play. So a lot of the times the games that do give you the quest markers and they do give you the, hey, you want to go this way. And they Mm -hmm. give you the, hey, you just talked to this person. Like I, I want the the quest log that tells me what I finished, right? Mm-hmm. Because then I can be like, where was I? What was I doing? Rather than starting over every single time, mm-hmm. that's 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 a good a good thing.
3: I would love a recap function if you haven't like played the game in like a year, for like the game to be like, oh, do you want to refresh? I'm like, yes, please. You know, yeah. instead of like being like, oh my god.
2: You? quick controls here's what you did here's where you're going go like they need that they need that mode in every game
0: yeah i i actually just put up spider-man remastered for the first time in like a month Mm -hmm. um and one of the first things that happened i well i was just talking about the protagonist being too chatty but spider-man says oh i need need to go and do this but like in that case it's helpful first of all it's been a a month and i don't know exactly where i was in the quest line but also like Mm -hmm. knowing spider-man He's constantly talking to himself all the time anyways mm-hmm. right he's, he's always got the inner monologue in the comics always talking out loud to himself so in that case it felt natural in that game to me maybe way. he just has like helps.
2: adhd he's just trying to remind himself where he needs to be at all times Like, just, and... this is what i gotta do i gotta do this make <laughs> right. sure i do this don't stop doing this that's yeah. pretty much how
3: the context in the comics is that he speaks all the time and he jokes and quips so that he's not nervous that's mm-hmm. that's the context apparently. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> also true so there you go i get it now i get spider-man a little bit more than i did mm-hmm. the day before there you go i read
3: yeah i also want to and... oh, yeah, yeah. i want to mention uh give a shout out to sea of thieves i like how they do it because it's oh, really? very I manual I played
1: the game since the first uh, like the first year it was out so i haven't really seen it since
3: yeah, it, it's evolved in, in, in different ways and in interesting ways, but I like the fact that it's manual still. Like, if you, you remember this from year one of it as well, like, yeah. you have a map, you have a general area, but you're still using the geography of the place, of the mm. specific island you're on to kind of figure out where you want to go, where the X is. You have to count your steps, you have to kind of look around, you have to like judge by, like, you know, how how high this like hill is or like, you know, mm. this part of the island is. So like, you still kind of uh looking around. So looking at the map, but also looking around is is, is nice. It is a you know, m- way more manual game, but also I find it more rewarding when you find the, the treasure.
2: Um, a weird example of this that I have to be kind of top secret with, um, a game I'm playing right now, they've got all sorts of like markers that mean stuff. So X is happening here, this is happening there, you need to check on this. But it It doesn't actually tell you what any of them mean so like for the most part you can look at it and be like i kind of know what that is but sometimes you look at it and you go i know what that is and you do the thing that you think it is and that is not the thing and then you just guess for like an hour trying to figure out what the thing is (laughs) (laughs) i could use a legend in that case Mm -hmm. or even there's a chance that they may have said it somewhere right at the beginning but they don't ever say it again so just like every once in a while, I, hey, by the way, that marker means this. You should check that out would be nice. I need my handheld, guys. I need my handheld. I didn't think I did at the beginning of this conversation. Now I do.
0: <laughs> we learned something Damn today. It.
2: Yes, we learned that I need help.
0: That is fair. That, uh, that, that, that was a great point about accessibility too, right? Like that's such a, a key focus in gaming right now. And it's really enabling a lot of people to play games that wouldn't normally be able to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I... The, for, all, for all this talk about uh, hand-holding and stuff, I am all for adding things into the game, if, mm-hmm. if that's to make things more accessible for people, like, mm-hmm. go ahead. Um, having that in the options is, <laughs> so, uh, someone was justifying having uh, the like, last of Us remastered, because they're adding all these things into it, and instead, like they said, if, if, if that's what it takes to get someone to, like, be able to play this game, it's totally worth playing full price for it, like, and, and oh, going through the whole question, process, yeah. and uh, re- really redefined the, my whole perspective on it so
2: what I'm all for is the options like yeah don't don't make me play the way everyone I don't want to play the way that the pros are playing but I also don't want to play the way my child is playing you know (laughs) I I give me give me options I love a difficulty setting I love that so much Mm -hmm. and and as far as accessibility goes absolutely everybody needs different things for different reasons like I said I can't process when you just shoot sound at me I need to see it whether it's seeing it like in a picture or seeing it in words, um, I need I need a visual or it's gone. it's gone.
3: It would be interesting if alongside difficulty, you can also choose your immersion level, right? Like you can also choose like, oh how how much time do I have to spend on this? Like, do I wanna journal my every step? Do I wanna journal my quest log? Do I wanna have access to it? You know? Mm-hmm. There's so many games I remember. That like even Elden Ring I was like oh I was I was having notes I was keeping notes of like what what I did what I was the quest lines so I'm like oh this is I don't do this for many games because in so many other games I have this already but it did add Yeah uh, did add an extra element to my playthrough where I was like oh I have notes of like before they had the markers for like uh, shops as well I had markers everywhere that I put myself like I I was paying attention so immersion it would be would be interesting to to decide and have a have a say
2: and that teaches you completely different things the way you play a game too right like some people might get frustrated with that and you found a workaround you you kept notes you you did this that and the other things it's neat to see how different people grow with different things also, I have a lot of notebooks about potions in my life. We play very different games. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> I, I think it. it's 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 also like you know, like you said, you, you know, you have children, Dana, and like how much do you want to devote? You know, how much time do you have to put into a game? Because you, if you play a game that like necessitates you to like you know write notes, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh well, I don't want to do this. Like I want something that's easier, it depends if it's chill
2: notes like okay. you have to, yeah you have to keep mind, like i'm happy sitting down and writing my little potions and like i wrote a little half guide for Alchemic cutie when they came out but keep okay. in mind like i came from like i used to hardcore raid i would raid four nights a week for four hours a night and my husband at the time would try to talk to me and i'd yell shut up i'm healing like that was <laughs> we're not married anymore so maybe that's why but um like i used to play these games a lot and now i'm kind right. of My kids are getting a little bit older, so I'm starting to be able to dive back into it. But a lot of what I do now is child appropriate or like at 10 o'clock at night once everybody's asleep. And I'm like, ah, my brain is so tired. So (laughs) it it varies. But I did try Elden Ring and I got my ass handed to me. So that was nothing to do with my kids. I just was really bad at it. (laughs) We'll blame them, though.
0: Yes, that's that's totally what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. Yeah, it's definitely something that's interesting to, de- to keep track of in the industry as as you know the accessibility talks go on and as you know mm-hmm. we're seeing the shifts and, and what games could do in the next gen. Um so yeah, that was a good that was a good chat, guys. It was. Um so uh Toronto International Film Festival is coming soon. And uh Dana and Brendan, you guys are gonna be checking some stuff out, right?
2: What, what? really
0: <laughs> no, Brendan, you're not gonna jump in on that.
2: What Did he leave? Did he leave like I said he was going to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the prophecy has come true. He knew it. No, I no, no. Um, I think there's a really... This, this year's film festival is looking really impressive. There's a lot going... There's a lot coming this year that feels like it's kind of bringing the festival back. It's been a long time. It's been the pandemic time. Uh, well, TIFF was just kind of struggling along. Uh, one year was all digital. One year was all kind of a mix of both digital and in-person. And um, it's just kind of great to see films coming back to the festival. Um, Just judging by how many new movies are here, it's bringing massive stars to Toronto again that, as I said, it's been a while since we've seen that. So, um, like, even just looking at the quick, just a quick look at the festival rundown, there's some, Really big movies coming this year.
2: Oh, it was not a quick look for me. I dove nope. into that. There is a long, long list. Um, so right now Brendan and I are doing Fantasia Festival, which is a lot of very strange movies. And not strange in a bad way, just like some yeah. of them are really out there. I believe I've said some little like quips here and there that just describe slight things that happen, like butt <laughs> aliens. Uh <laughs> oh, yeah. so so yeah, Fantasia is very out there, and I was I, I did a couple of movies for TIFF last year um, with Brendan. He was mm-hmm. showing me the ropes and like I did the eyes of Tammy Faye and the Starling. And those were very like chill movies, but big celebrities in them. And we're looking at this list this year, but I'm like, Holy crap. Cause I didn't really sort through the entire list last year. And I was thinking I'd come up with like five movies that I wanted to see. And I just have to move to Toronto for like a week and a half. I think
0: <laughs>
2: There's some really, really cool stuff. Um, there's one called the Menu. It's got um, is it Ralph? fine Ray Ray Sorry, why did I write Ralph? And Nick. That's how you say it.
1: That's how it's spelled.
2: What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. I'm super happy for him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we were watching that, and I, like, I thought it thought it was a movie about a chef. And we sat here and watched the trailer, and I was like, Brendan, you need to come here and see this because <laughs> there's a point in the trailer where it's just like that's not what this movie was about a second ago, and uh, that looks really cool. But there's lots of stuff like from there's a movie called bros with uh billy eichner that i thought would look ridiculous but actually looks really funny and has a lot of like Mm -hmm. lgbtq people in it and i think it'll be a lot of fun uh the woman king viola davis that's coming that's going to be very powerful i see and lots of movies that are gonna make me cry so that's gonna be good you guys can all watch me just sob for the next couple weeks um the thing that's important about tiff this year they're doing something different i'm going to read a little bit just so i don't screw up what it is um it's called the media inclusion initiative uh it says on their site inclusion in film doesn't end on the set tiff believes that it's equally important to ensure that the press who report on critique and publicize films represent i represent a diversity of perspectives reading is hard uh that's why we designed the media inclusion initiative which provides financial support to equity-seeking members of the accredited press who wish to attend TIF in a professional capacity. So what they did was selected up to 100 participants um, who will be financially compensated for their time. Uh, They will also be promoted uh, a little differently than standard press at TIF. Uh, They'll have different options. They'll have mentorship opportunities. And this is for anybody... That identifies as black, indigenous, and or a person of color, and or identify as LGBTQ+, and or identify as a woman, trans, non-binary, and or two-spirit, and or has a disability. So that is a long list, and they Mm -hmm. chose up to 100 people. I'm not sure if that means 100, under 100, but up to. Um, And I just think it's a really different way Mm -hmm. to do things, and uh, neat.
0: Yeah, get on them for that, yeah. That's mm-hmm. comprehensive.
2: Yeah, it's it's different, and it's it's nice to see that it's all not all cis white men covering every movie on the planet. No offense, fellas, you're all great, but I'm going to look at a something lot a lot differently than any of you might. Just there like Chris, as a parent, you might look at something different <laughs> than Brendan might, you know. So,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely,
2: I think yeah. it's neat, and I'm looking forward
0: to it. <laughs> it's a. It's a Nick Cage movie in there, too, right? <laughs> yeah, there like is a Nick Cage, Cage
2: Western, And that is on our list. Also, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, which, by the way, is a true story with Zac Efron and Russell
0: Crowe. That's the, that's with the Vietnam War or something, right?
2: That one, I don't know. I think it has something to do with it, yes. I believe I read that earlier. Okay.
0: Um, I, just, I, I saw the title earlier and was like, that's oh, Zac Efron. You're still doing this kind of stuff? And then I heard, no, it's a Vietnam War dramedy. Oh, Okay, there's a yeah. story okay. behind that title, then. I'm not sure, kidding.
2: seems fine. Um, <laughs> I know something that I saw a lot of people talking on like TikTok and Twitter about. Um, My Policeman, it's called. It's got Harry Styles in it, uh, wow. but it's going to be the world premiere at TIFF. So, like a bunch of people on the interwebs were like, that means Harry Styles is going to be in Toronto. <laughs> so, if you live in Toronto, be prepared to be swarmed by fans, including possibly me. Fair. It's fine.
3: The two sure films the that and- seem Interesting to me, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front after the book seems mm-hmm. like a fun one. And then Broker by Koreda, who is the famous uh, Japanese director. Okay. These ones seem, seem interesting, just at first glance.
2: Yeah, there's at first glance, I had a list and then I like looked in. I'm like, oh, my, like this list is mm. like Sony has a couple of movies coming. Elevation Pictures has a few movies on the list and there's lots going on, man. Lots of big casts, too. Um, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. So Daniel oh. Craig, Edward Norton, Catherine Hahn.
0: That's like, gonna that go. didn't
2: sound like a TIFF thing, but all right, let's go. Yeah, that's
0: going to be there? Really? Yeah. I didn't
2: think that was yeah. done yet. It, well, it doesn't have a trailer or even a photo. It has a promo that is just word art of people's names. But sure, we've got till September 8th. It'll be fine. Ryan
0: Johnson's locked away for the next month and a half yeah
2: yeah we've got like some Kate Beckinsale Woody Harrelson Brendan Fraser is doing a pretty
3: making a return yeah
2: and it's it's supposed to be like his career movie so
3: Hmm.
2: Hugh Jackman might be in Toronto guys I'm just saying
3: Colin Farrell
2: Colin Farrell yeah Um,
0: so we've thought a lot of names um, out here Dana Um, and you mm -hmm. recently had a run in with one of the celebrity Keanu Reeves but would, yeah, would seeing any happen. of these, any of these TIF attendees in person top that moment or is top, that pretty much untouchable?
2: Okay, so you guys might not think so. There's a movie called Alice Darling coming out and it's a gala event at Tiff, and it's got Anna Kendrick in it. I love Anna Kendrick, like adore her. Like I just, I want to just live in her pocket. I don't know so what it is. So it's Harry Styles, it's it.
0: Keanu Reeves and then it's Anna mm-hmm. Kendrick. I just hierarchy? want Harry
2: Styles to sing to me and I feel like that is less likely. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: we'll move on to the other thing. <laughs> um, Would you
3: have um, Anna Kendrick Pitch Perfect sing to your Harry Styles?
2: Ooh, choices. It depends. What you are know? we singing? The cup song? Anna Kendrick. I'm done. She can sing me the cup song. Sure. I can't do the cup thing, but, but I can clap, so we're good. Um, but yeah, oh, there, no. there's definitely some some cool looking movies and, and a wide variety. Uh, here, um, what's her name? Lena Dunham is directing like a, I'm going to screw up the period, but I want to say like a medieval type movie featuring kind of Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones. Sure. Oh, so that's just something to see in itself. I just also
3: to um, Ellie in The Last of Us. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes, that's that true. Yeah.
2: yeah, that is true. Like, uh, you should see the descriptions I have for these movies. One of them says slutty one of them salacious <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: their words
2: yeah i just i okay. wanted to I remember well because i'm trying to remember what each movie is without having to go google it right so why did That's i want fact- to see that again because it effective. looks slutty <laughs> i will leave that out of my review not the bella ramsey one just so we're clear there that wasn't what i meant
0: everyone has a system
2: <laughs> is there anything you're looking forward to brendan outside of the western nicholas cage movie that i don't want to talk about um
1: Honestly, I don't know. I, I looked up the list. There's a like the the menu one that you mentioned earlier. I think looks really cool, but beyond that, I really haven't had time to really dive into the trailers. I really only uh, realized that uh, the full list of movies was available about an hour before the podcast. So
2: that is true. That is a true story. That did so
0: happen. Ha- having covered a bunch of these events in the past. do You like going in blind to them, or like
1: no, I like because you have to plan. You have to really figure out what you're going to do with it. I just. I they, we just got accredited today, and I didn't even realize the press list was the full uh, film list was out until today. So I'm just like, oh, okay, there's going to be a lot of movies, and the <laughs> list is really long. Um, usually, well, I spend about a few days just kind of going over like what what's the schedule looking like. What screenings are going on when, and then figuring out how to fit them all in like a Jenga thing? A Jenga. Tetris. I think I'm going to get my Tetris.
2: heart broken because I haven't done this before. So I just picked like all the movies that I really, really think look mm-hmm. cool. And then between like having to actually be in Toronto, yeah. oh, hit my mic. Great. Between having to be in Toronto and like things happening at the same time, I feel I'm going to see like two of the movies I want and then just a bunch of random movies. So I think that's going to happen. But.
3: You're to have right to kill your babies, you know, kill your darlings.
2: Just get rid of them. Just get rid of them. <laughs> Put them in the closet. No, that's what grandma's for. Not the killing part, just the like, she's the closet, I guess. Syntax. <laughs> yeah. this, this took Synt- a turn. Syntax. Is a turn. Let's eat grandma. <laughs> that's fine. It'll be fine. But yeah, I'm excited and uh, I'm a little different than Brendan. He has not done the deep dive. I saw it and immediately dropped everything I was doing and did the deep dive because I have no patience. and there's
0: 200 things to sort through so
1: yeah and i need to
2: sort through them in 12 different ways there's a want list a don't care list a maybe list a brendan list a data list (laughs) like there's options i'm very very organized people very organized now let me drink this monster and i'll do it again (laughs) that was a commercial go ahead
0: there we go (laughs) well (laughs) let's uh Got About two months to go on that one, anyways. The <laughs> tips going on in the last half of September is it
2: September 8th to 18th? I think it said
0: just after Labor Day, so you got some time, yeah. And you look forward yeah. to coverage of that on uh, cgmagonline.com,
2: exactly.
0: Um, in more up to date news, uh, Ed- Edward, you've been playing uh, multiverses recently, along with uh, a boatload more people than I thought would be playing it, a lot of people. Um, yeah. How's how's the beta experience going so far?
3: So the game entered open beta, I think, on Tuesday. And ever since it has more than 100, it has had one more than 100,000 concurrent players on Steam, which is That's the all time record for a fighting game. More than yeah. Z, more than anything else. Obviously, Smash, we don't know because it's Nintendo. Mm. But more than Mortal Combat, more than Street Fighter, more than anything you can you can imagine. Right. It helps obviously that it's free to play. It helps that it's open beta. Although you can still kind of buy the game, but it's it's like it retails for like eighty American dollars. So that's the premium collection that gets you okay. the Battle Pass and some like other goodies. But most people, I imagine, are playing it for free and not spending any money like I am. Right, um, right. In terms of monetization, it's pretty like. You know clear battle pass you can you have the the free-to-play progression essentially you get cosmetics and emotes and skins and whatever and then if you buy the battle pass you get you get some extras uh for every level the yeah. kind of very fortnighty very like you know classic battle pass mm-hmm. uh yeah,
0: kind of stuff these days
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, th- I think if you play anything online you're familiar with it with a model you know everyone's doing mm-hmm. it in terms of the game so obviously a smash clone right but it does do some interesting things in terms of mechanics. So uh, first of all, I want to speak about like how combat feels like. So you have cooldowns, you have special abilities per character, and also characters have classes, which I think is really interesting. Okay. Smash doesn't, doesn't really have synergy in the, in the same way. They don't really have deliation of classes. So for example, uh, in Multiverses, Shaggy is a brawler, okay. which means that he gets, you know, up close, and is usually the, the one person in on your team that deals a lot of damage. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, would be a tank. So in order to have maximum synergy, we'll have a tank and a brawler, or an assassin and a tank, or a support <laughs> character and a brawler, whatever, you know. maximizing synergies in any case. So that is already interesting, because it means that you play the game differently. And the recommended game mode in multiverses is uh, 2v2 anyway. So that is kind of a shift from you know competitive Smash, which is definitely like you know Final Destination, no items, no platforms, you know one v one me, you know whatever wave dash. So it's interesting. And then on the on the actual you know game uh, side of things, you have um, something called attack decays. So for example, if you spam a lot of the same attacks, they will lose potency after a while. So like let's say you mash, you know. A light punch five times in a row. Your fifth punch wouldn't be as strong as the uh, the first punch. So it kind of like encourages you, or soft encourages you, to kind of diversify your play. Some abilities that you have have cooldowns, which is again is, is is a big difference from from what Smash does. And it is interesting in the sense that like you know it has depth, it has strategy. You can do a lot a lot of things. I'm meaning Wonder Woman. And so for me, when I play duos, when I play uh, in teams, I know that my role is to protect my brawler, protect my assassin bro, And then I use the ability called Lasso of Truth, for example, to kind of get in front and use my big shield to to kind of def- uh, defend, which is something I'm not really doing in Smash. In Smash, you, can, you have all the roles at uh, the exact same time. This feels a bit more focused. And I think it's a really good angle. And it's far more competent than a lot of the Smash clones that you know we've played. Certainly better than like All Stars, PlayStation All Stars, and certainly better than Nickelodeon. Um I that came out a, f- that, yeah. a few months yeah. ago yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
2: here here's my question um yeah. i d- i don't play a lot of those kinds of games when i do like i played mm-hmm. super smash brothers in high school backstage on stage group mm-hmm. um and it was just always pick the cute character or pick a random one and it was fine mm-hmm. but you just used the words i main, which is oh. usually a word used for much bigger seemingly more complicated important games right. so is that something that will actually be valued in this game, like picking something and mastering it? Or is it still a, I want to pick something fun for this round and something different the next, and you just really, really like Wonder Woman?
3: So the reason you want the main characters is because of perks, because in in terms of like a can progression, you can unlock skins and ring outs and taunts and emotes and stuff like that. But if you play as one particular character, you unlock perks. Perks are like, oh, well, you know, you got you get a cooldown for this ability, or like you get to customize your playstyle. So you want to level up the character you main in order to gain perks and abilities that you can then equip and then kind mm-hmm. of customize your playstyle, right? So for example, I'm level one with Taz, because I haven't played Taz, but with Wonder Woman, I'm level 12. I would much rather, if I play competitively, much rather play my primary character or the character i've invested the more time in because it's already like custom fit to my preferred place i like what i expect this now, like matchup to be like
2: matchup works if you match english matchups yeah. work if you have something that's a level one and something lo- that's a level 12
3: i mean and then you don't have any matter. perks you're at a, you're at a clear disadvantage if you're playing against someone who is a level 10 you so are it will still
2: if you're a level one group you up with a level 10
3: yeah yeah, yeah. but like you know perks are not not a big deal it's kind of like you know just the edge you can still win you know yeah you can still win if if you're good if you have the skill it's not like it's a really big deal it won't boost like your attack damage by 50 percent. it's just like little ways in which you can customize your character obviously wonder woman will have the same move set but the way you play her the way you play any any other character will be different in terms of like how you adjust your perks
2: Do you see like guides coming out in the future for this character is the best if you have this. One hundred percent, yeah.
3: There's already like for every fighting game, there's already a tier list. There's already like you know like classes differentiated. There's like who's the best tank, who's the best this, what what is the best matchup, who's Mm -hmm. better against who, which is which is what you want to have.
2: See that bums me out for games like that because I want to play the character I like. You know, I always I got that way in WoW for a while. I really Mm -hmm. liked my my uh beast mastery hunter but then mm. for a while uh frig i can't even remember what the other one is the other kind of hunter was better and i was like but i don't want to play that kind and then i had right.
0: to so this that the, kind like, of bumps me thing out too right because like smash always had that kind of competitive level of play if you went looking for it if you wanted it, oh. yeah but like nice. is yeah, like, well,
2: hit
0: <laughs> Maybe not on N64, but like by the time I hit GameCube with melee, that scene okay. blossomed and that was there. But like you said, like you just pick it up and pick up, you know, the Q character and run off with it. <laughs> like Edward, do you think there's gonna be that kind of potential for that kind of pick up and play casual type of play with this with this game? Or like is there gonna be
3: like a game mode that supports that? sort of less so simply because there's no items i think i think having items in smash really opens it up to being a party game you have two games in smash you have the fighting game and then you have the party game nintendo's adamant that smash is a party game which is the reason it sells the way the way it does MultiVersus to me is definitely like a, a fighting game the primary game mode is 2v2 Encourages one v one. I didn't even think about
2: it the way that you yeah. put that a party game and, versus a fighting game.
3: Yeah, and then there's there's a separate mode which is kind of like oh free for all. This is like the, whack, the wacky zany mode where like you know you play for fun, but it's kind of like the third option. You know, the main option that they they, they feature is a two v two. So they definitely want character synergies. The they definitely want you to like buddy up with a friend and kind of you know take on the world. Uh, it's it's not a party game, and it kind of doesn't want to be that. Hmm. Interesting, okay. See,
2: and that's like having not played it or really done much of anything with it, I just kind of assumed that it was just another Smash game and that was the end of it. So Uh,
3: it is and it isn't. You know, it's it's the ways in which it isn't a Smash game are more interesting than other Smash clones before it, you know. Mm -hmm. So like PlayStation All-Stars was the you know, was a Smash clone because it has items, it had everything they wanted, but like the roster layer down. But multiverses the roster is interesting because you wouldn't think Warner Brothers had that many like iconic characters, but they've they've acquired so many. So like just like to give you a rundown, you have Harley Quinn, Jake the Dog, Shaggy, Steven Universe, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, Arya Stark. Wider. I LeBron thought you were
2: James. gonna say Ariana Grande.
3: <laughs> I wish, what? I wish. That's in Fortnite. That's in Fortnite. I want that ponytail. Yeah. Uh LeBron James from yeah. Space Jam. And then yeah. they're adding Rick and Morty and stuff. So like, you know. And it's it's interesting the ways they they use their, their characters. Tom and Jerry are mages for some reason, which I think is hilarious. Why, <laughs> Why not? And and also, they're also, like
2: talking witch- animals. They've got to be some sort of witchcraft, right? And
3: in, in the same way, Bugs Bunny is a mage, and Bugs Bunny has like a Hugh Hefner-inspired like alternate skin, which is ridiculous, but also so in line with the character. They really are having have having fun. But obviously, it's early days. Most characters only have, like, one extra skin. The roster is, like, maybe 18 or 19 at at the moment. You have to unlock them by playing. You can invest money, but I don't, and I don't think... So what does the
2: investing money change, though? Like, do you think that will, is that going to give people more perks? Is that going to put people ahead? Or are you investing money to, like, get other skins? You
3: buy skins and you buy characters. So, like, in League of Legends, for example, where you you actually can acquire a a champion or, in this case, a character. If, for example, there's a free character rotation every week with, like, four or five uh, free characters that you can pick up and play... But then you have to play the game a bit to then earn gold, then purchase them to unlock them right, for right. good. Okay. But if you want to speed out of that process, you can you know just buy gems and multiverses and then spend and buy the entire roster. But it's which, not going to
2: give you like a an advantage over other people.
3: It, it sort of won't. But then again, you have more options. You, you know, can get it's, to it's, those,
2: th- best ranks, those best tanks, those best whatever. Right. First, yeah,
3: right? and you can you can eat. It, it, you can easy it makes it easy for you to decide what you want to do although to be fair something that i do appreciate they have a really robust tutorial mode where you can select every single character in the game regardless of not if if you actually have them and figure out which
2: ones which, you like, which ones so you can know, actually kind of cool.
3: figure out yeah what you what you want before you buy which i which mm, i do appreciate I and and you you can play with all the characters at okay. any given moment so that so, that is nice that's a good touch
2: so we said it's like the biggest amount of people to be on one of these games at one time. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, doing really well. If you had to pick like one reason for that, what would it be? Having played it, uh,
3: well, I'll, I'll give you two. First of all, it's free to play. It's cheating. And, pe- and people, are, <laughs> and, yeah, and people, are, and people are bored. Like every single massive new game that people that will come out, people will jump on it. And second of of all, it's cross play and cross platform. It's on PC. It's on. Uh, switch it's on playstation it's on xbox even the beta yes and everyone plays together Uh, you can disable crossplay but uh in my experience i just played with like you know crossplay on and it was fine
2: a lot Uh, of the time like betas are only on pc so i wouldn't even thought that hey
3: but for example as opposed to smash where you have to already be invested and have a switch have nintendo switch Mm -hmm. online with Multiverses, if you have a Steam account, just download Multiverses. If you have a PS5 already, just download it, and it's there. If you have an Xbox, just download it, and it's there. And you can play That's with friends cool. from your, from PC, from Xbox, from PlayStation. You don't have it's to good. like have an investment on one platform in particular. See, I would have
2: said like the array of different characters that you can be, but now that you mentioned yeah. that, like, of course there's more people. There's more ways to do it. If you right. cut something helps, down to yeah. just one system, then okay like brendan has two switches but you wouldn't see him ever playing on one you know this is accurate
3: yeah and (laughs) it's yeah and it's again it's free and it will be big for like this week let's see how it is next week let's let's see what the long-term plan for it is you know like how it
2: is once it like yeah is out out right maybe it's just the flavor of the week it's summer the the kids are home
0: (laughs) the characters are a big draw too, though i think like mm-hmm. um i know when it was announced there was a lot of hype about it because just because shaggy for scooby-doo was in it yeah um and that was a big meme thing at the time the whole ultra instinct shaggy what was it that, i need
2: to go find what uh philip said in his new story about it it's like the only game where you can say that like shaggy is fighting Arya stark
3: yeah <laughs> like, yeah it, I'm I'm surprised by how well Aria works. Like like the art in terms of the art style, I think they really nailed it of like making oh. it like animated, but also like cool looking still. And I'm looking at the leaked characters because, of course, it was data mined. Do we want to speak about leaks? Is that is that a thing that we want to do?
1: I, I feel we will, at this point. Yes, I mean, we've now we now teased it, so we have to. Because, with, the, yeah. with the
3: big grain of salt, this might not all actually. This be might not real. actually be yeah, real, but. So just just to whet your appetite, Gandalf, Legolas, Fred Flintstone, Mad Max from Mad Mad Max, Max Raven from Teen Teen Titans, King Kong, Neo, Samurai Jack. I want to
2: see Arya Stark fight King Kong, just because, like...
3: (laughs) Why not? And I think (laughs) the most insane one on this list, Ted Lasso. I was going to say, yeah, that one...
0: That's just so against the character. Just <laughs> yeah, but I want he wouldn't
2: it. Do that in real life. He wouldn't do it. That fictional character would not play <sighs> in this battle universe in real life.
3: I want but to just stamp be. a big belief on the character, and like you know, just
2: yeah. destroy
0: them. It's like like what's he gonna do? Fight by not fighting and just like coaching people. Like
3: what's? I can I can see you like having a whistle and and summoning like other like the footballers themselves. You know, like footballers like Pokemon life. trainer in exactly house. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Here, here comes here comes Roy Kent
3: and oh Jamie gosh. Todd and yeah um That's great.
0: The, the cast I mean, is, what, is, is, is is what kills this game for me like I just can't wrap my head around this like it's um every other like smash clone has at least some consistency of characters mm-hmm. smash itself has a, an absolutely insane roster at this point but there's a whole gaming history angle tying it in things that appeared yeah. on, on, on on Nintendo systems that has that unity at least even in its disparity. But this is just like, here's all the things we own, and none of them go together, and we're just going to smash them together.
2: When you think about that, the way that you're looking at it is, well, Nintendo stuff goes together. Well, so does Warner Brothers stuff. I mean, Why I mean, does? Thought, yeah, I'm
1: like, I going mean, to throw it out there. A lot of Nintendo games don't, like, Marth does not really, in. it's not even in a similar universe to Mario. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Kirby doesn't seem like a similar thing. It's, it's more the fact of... It's
2: just they're more, they're not... I'm gonna say realistic because like Arya Stark is a person yeah. and LeBron James also yeah. a very real person. Yeah. So it seems like they don't go together and they shouldn't be in that universe. But when you if you look at Nintendo as a realistic universe in itself, yeah. all of its characters are from very different planets, so to speak. So none of them really yeah. go together either. We're just I nerds think, and we accept it.
3: I <laughs> think this, because this, of this, yeah because of Fortnite who cares anymore you can have Spider-Man <laughs> play chess against Darth Vader who cares anymore like we've reached such a point where like
1: you're you're definitely right yeah
3: so is- not, nothing matters you know
2: Fortnite when we all get into our lobbies he, he gives us rules he's like well today we're all going to be a Marvel character today we're oh, all yeah. going to be a, a DC character today we're all going to be spooky today mm. we're all going to be season 2 so like i see that coming my way today we're all going to be Ugh, oh, god
3: so like you know, <laughs> you can have Ariana Grande, you know, fight Darth Vader, fight <laughs> Carnage, no. and it's whatever. Like we've reached such a point where I'm like, hey, nothing faces me anymore.
2: Is Ariana or no? Nope, see now you got me screwed up. Is Arya Stark like decent to use though? Because you're talking about yeah, like, best this yeah. Best yeah. She's, best.
3: she's 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 an assassin. It's cool. Yeah. Oh cool.
2: Oh, that's me. my jam. <laughs> That's I'm my down. jam, guys. That's... Cool. She goes, She's my shaggy. main. You heard me. She's my main.
3: Again, the, the weirdest thing to me is that Tom and Jerry are mages and hard to play.
2: But mm. seriously, if you think about it, they talk, right? Don't they? No, don't they talk?
3: In, in <laughs> one film, this one film with with the ring I remember watching when I was, like, extremely young where, like, Tom speaks for some reason.
2: Yeah, I just registered that while I'm saying that. They don't well, actually talk, it? That was, talk, a, that was it? a
1: movie. That was a definite movie that existed. Right?
3: <laughs> Like the yeah. one with the ring where like Jerry gets the ring stuck on his head? Yeah, that was weird. That was Tom and Jerry the movie, I believe.
2: <laughs> maybe that's yeah. where they got their mage abilities, the one ring to rule them all. That's not right. Oh, well, it's
0: kind of like maybe the cartoon <laughs> antics of like summoning anvils and stuff like that to fall on people, maybe that's yeah, like I, a, I
2: don't think Tom and Jerry yeah. had it. There's a, like a deep lore all... here we weren't aware of, guys.
3: No. Yeah. Like, like, Tom really and Jerry almost never speak, but they speak in Tom and Jerry the movie. Which is the they movie do. that we... Yeah.
0: I remember that. But there go. bomb, by chance? Because that seems like it would
3: destroy it. It
1: did okay. You heard I it here it first, okay. folks.
3: <laughs> but not, not, the, not the new movie, right? Not the one Are with Are they talking Chloe... about one too, I think? Do I do that? they do? Chloe's...
2: Okay, Chloe's... just Chloe's to, to clarify here. The new movie
0: there's the a way Tom, way.
2: Tom and Jerry movie that came Live out
0: Live action yeah, yeah completely blown by it yeah. it did not make waves
2: okay so I didn't yell about it a lot because I feel like I would have you
3: did not so there's a reason you haven't heard about it
2: okay <laughs> well I guess that sums that up for me thanks
0: <laughs> all right they had to put a movie out or lose the license probably so
1: <clears throat> I'm 100 sure of something like that it does it, I totally it didn't Bombed so that. badly. <laughs>
2: I just there's, thought there's a lot of was another where it's Brendan like Saying, <laughs> saying, saying that just, just that came license. out. It was like 47 years ago. <laughs> He's going to hurt me. There's a screen between us. Thank God.
0: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it does because, <laughs> you know, these things, like Nickelodeon's thing, was kind of big for like a week and then that dropped off too. <laughs> so.
3: Mm-hmm. We'll see what kind of legs it has, but um has as played a, that one?
2: the Nickelodeon I f-
3: one? I've played that one as well. The problem with it's that one is that cool. it didn't have any voice acting and it didn't have like it, it missed so many like features at launch. Multiverses is in a much better place already. So like as a foundation, it's it's solid.
2: All right. I think I may actually the try theme. that after the way you talked about it and the fact that I can play at places that aren't I can be.
3: Let's let's play some yeah. multiverses. Let's let's queue up. Yeah. I'll be wonderful. Yeah.
2: There you go. I gotta go. Did they
0: add the voices into the Nickelodeon game by now? Or
3: they did. Something? They they patched yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: bizarre weird. thing to launch without that. Like you like launch, Yeah, exactly. You've got like all these iconic Nickelodeon characters that are pretty much defined by their voices. Yeah, and you, like
1: SpongeBob is his voice.
0: Mash all together with it, though it's fine. Yeah, weird. I don't
2: know. I've seen a lot of weird launches. YouTube videos with fake SpongeBob voices, and they haunt mm-hmm. me. So oh, here,
3: here's this. I was <laughs> even even looking at the the roster for the Nickelodeon one, I mean, outside of like SpongeBob and the the, yeah. the Turtles and then the Avatar stuff, I'm like, well,
2: when did that one happen now?
3: Well, this like was ago? Early, last yeah. fall.
2: I think I thought they were the same thing until recently. Like I think I thought it was coming, and then when I heard multiverses, I thought that was still it, and yeah, didn't it came know October that it actually last happened. Year.
0: Well, because the, the, these two were announced around the same time too, right? So it seemed like we had this rash of Smash phones now that the DLC was done for Smash one, Ultimate.
2: I just didn't think more than one would be coming at the same time, and just assumed they were the same and accepted <sighs> it. Yep. But I guess I was wrong, and one sucks and one doesn't. So there we are.
1: Yeah, this new oh, one, looked, I have to say they had a similar art style, though. Uh, but this mm-hmm. one definitely has – Wonder Woman, this is a big roster of characters. I kind of uh, am shocked that uh, Nickelodeon didn't do better with it because those are very iconic concepts, and it just yeah. they didn't do anything with it. Like, it just didn't hit any of the marks. I don't there, think there's
2: Nickelodeon a, H, follows you like the, the same way. There's
0: a generational thing too, right? Because like some modern Nickelodeon things like I will Mm -hmm. not recognize. But when they throw Biden Stoopy in there, I'm like, hell yeah. And kids are like, who the hell is that? So,
2: (laughs) Well, and that's what I mean. Like the Nickelodeon stuff that we watched when we were kids grew up with us, but didn't stick around for the younger generation. And the stuff that is the younger generation didn't hit any of us. Whereas with Warner Brothers, there's a lot across everything. Like I, I know the cartoony stuff, but I also know, I guess maybe kids won't get it. So Maybe it's not just meant for kids, right? And like I don't even know if most kids would know who Shaggy is at this point. There's probably they still do, they, they, right. do. They, they do. I
1: do. Go? I a random it. question this is a side tangent. Did okay. the weird like adult cartoon Thelma show actually come out?
2: I, I think that's a porn you're
0: talking about.
2: No, no. no. <laughs> there
0: was, uh, wasn't was maybe <laughs> Kaling developing that one. Uh,
1: which one?
3: Uh, Kaling? Uh, Kaling?
2: That's amazing if she was,
3: yeah. I oh, think Google. That's right. All I'm finding is the movie from 2017, Norwegian Supernatural Thriller Drama. Well, the HBO Max
0: one. I will
2: watch anything Mindy Kaling does. And now there's there's like a.
3: Velma TV show. I know. Yeah, that's that's what it. you're
2: talking about. Oh, the new that's, animated that's the series was announced in early 2021 for HBO Max with Mindy Kaling. Kaling? Kaling uh billed Kaling? as Kaling. both executive producer and the voice of the titular character.
1: Yeah, and it's supposed well, to be like darker and it's more I guess not quite as uh quite as more adult.
2: adult animation is what it says.
1: Yes. Uh well it's like they're following the following the, the queue of what's it called um the Holly Quinn show that's mm-hmm. doing really well for them. Kind of there, there's a there's thing.
0: a screenshot i just i just saw that uh that i made like midi kaling showing it off at, this, at, at an event and it's a very graphic murder scene that she's had so yeah it's see uh, definitely seems much more adult
2: that's actually super cool to see i assume she's grown up now in the show no, uh. i think she's
1: still ginger it's in like yeah. high school and stuff like that yeah well, it's <laughs> an origin
3: story thing yeah
1: yeah oh but okay don't worry about it just, just run with it
3: it's okay. fine uh Harley Quinn Poison Ivy show was really um, well received, also for portraying relationships between the two titular yeah. characters. So that was that was also really good, like a mature, like you know, relationship. That was that was I just fun. I want
2: you to know that my cats' names are Harley and Ivy. Anyway, for a hmm. reason. Just wanted to share.
0: The more you know.
1: That's my news. You knowing's half the battle, G.I. Joe.
2: What just came out of
0: <laughs> where okay. are the GI Joes and all of this? Where look, where's their multi version? The GI
2: Joe, Hasbro,
0: uh, Hasbro, uh, uh, the Hasbro. Hasbro get
2: their own game. Hasbro's uh, got some things. Warner
1: Brothers did the movie, didn't they?
3: I was, who knows. There
2: was a GI Joe movie, yeah.
3: there's a live oh, action yeah. one that just came out like what the. Dope. Multiple, yeah. Can you tell
2: this was not my fan base? I didn't really
3: like I didn't watch it either to be honest. But uh, I never watched (laughs) G.I. Joe, never had any G.I. Joe thing ever.
2: No, I think G.I. Joe was like even older than me. Like even when I was a kid, I think G.I. Joe was still kinda on its way up.
3: Do do you remember the days of like of like Mugen's and like having like your own characters like importing sprites and stuff that's that's the kind of oh, world yeah. I want to live in but like fighting games so like you you're
2: talking about
3: so like I remember being like seven and eight and downloading like this uh, this game called a game engine called Mugen and then you, oh, would, right. you would import characters made by so many other people and it's so like this massive like fighting game that you created it was the best so like you would have Goku fight Shaggy you know, it, that is the ultimate ultimate fighting game in terms of like rosters. <laughs> That's
1: fair.
0: Just trying to see the um Hasbro has the Transformers and G.I. Joe, but I'm sure they got other stuff. They could probably do their own multi
1: Hasbro has G.I. Joe, Transformers, Wizards of the Coast, they own everything Wizards of the Coast, so D&D, Magic Gathering, <laughs> Uh, they produce Pokemon cards. Uh, all the board games them. like Clue, they own that. Monopoly, uh, Candy Land.
3: Hasbro? Hasbro makes uh, Pokemon trading cards. Yeah, they
0: do. Uh, well, so for for now, I, I I think Pokemon's taking that over again.
1: Uh, well, they license it for North America. I think the Pokemon company owns it in Japan, and they it's a mm-hmm. weird thing. And they did that because they have a like a 30 year license with them, which I think actually might be running out soon. Uh, Cause they did that when they had, because they had all the money for magic.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking Yeah, you could do GI Joe transformers and they own Saban. So you could throw the power Saban. Rangers in there too.
1: Saban. Well, now Saban is owned by um, Disney. Did they really? Yeah. Saban is owned by Disney now. Why do I know that? Don't don't. I went on a weird deep them. dive uh just looking at old shows so you know
0: yeah because they were they were that listed under up, like yeah. subsidiaries like recently for, for, for hasbro so hmm. uh,
1: I I believe uh let's not go into it but it's it's a large <laughs> cop... like a, a, I think the toy rights are with Hasbro but Disney owns any film rights related to Saban.
0: Oh okay so, yeah. so it's toys technically
1: well technically I think Saban was bought by Fox Kids which then got merged into the merger with Disney so now it's Why only by just- Saban power rangers
2: oh okay there we go i love like, this word i loved power rangers
1: basically any show from japan that kind of was weirdly redubbed or just basically <laughs> translated probably saban if it was on fox kids
2: okay i mean i'm in Ryder. the power rangers were not in that situation when i watched them, <laughs> but
3: they were, it was a japanese show no they were yeah.
2: but but they
1: they basically refilmed the scenes with the kids. Uh, but originally it was a bunch of Japanese kids, and they just changed it so it was North American kids. And then the scenes with the giant robot, giant robots, and the uh, thing—well, that was all done with the original footage from Japan.
2: Oh, that's neat. I just meant they yeah. weren't like horribly dubbed over when I watched them. Oh yeah. And yeah. at one point, all,
0: one you there. only notice it when like Rita talks because the like the, the Rangers are running
2: now. Out. I've got to go back and see how much of my childhood was a lie. Oh. Thank you.
0: If you if you go back and look at Power Rangers clips now, you'll see <laughs> all the seams. <laughs> yeah, it's real weird. Also, noticed that uh, Saban owns Beetleborgs, or oh uh, yeah, she does. It works. Hasbro. Hasbro has Beetleborgs through them or something. Brendan,
2: did you learn all this you through your weird YouTube show? No.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, that's you have like a weird thing. YouTube yeah. show. But not not his weird. <laughs> he oh. his, what's that called? <laughs> what,
1: uh, I was watching Toy. Ga- I was on a weird dive into Toy Galaxy, plugging that channel. Oh. I guess uh, I they where? just. They just do a uh, look at weird shows and toys from her, from the 80s and 90s, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch random things, about these things I used to watch, and uh,
3: there we go.
2: Is this where all your knowledge comes from?
1: No, I also the toys that made you us gave
2: into me some it twice now.
3: It's mm, <laughs> like the, yeah. the the toys that made us, yeah. Yeah.
2: That was yeah. It.
3: If if I can plug one thing, I'll plug the there's a Disney Plus documentary on like the orig- the Japanese Spider Man, which is also <sighs> the origin for Power Rangers for the Mechs, for some reason. Okay, it's really really good. Marvel six one six. No, apparently like they did to the differentiate Spider Man in Japan, they created they put Spider Man in the car like the, this giant mech, which it would then went on to inspire Power Rangers. It's crazy. I that got was a crazy show um I did, yeah i don't I,
1: understand the that world was a trip
0: <laughs> <laughs> the world um, is dumb the world is real dumb and on but that note, amazingly think, dumb it's incredibly dumb and on that note we're going to release you all into that world again uh because i How think that's gonna it's gonna probably do it for us for this week uh i feel like to read more on well most of these topics except that weird toy tangent no, uh you can find
2: <laughs> i'm uh, sure there's something
0: in pieces <laughs> somewhere but uh, but you can find full coverage on that at CGMagonline.com. Be sure to follow CG magazine on all the socials. Just search CG Mag, you'll find us. And if you have any questions or comments, send them to podcast at CGMagonline.com. Uh Edward, where can people find you?
3: You can find me on CG Mag online under my name Edward Gafton or on Twitter under my name Edward Gafton. Message me, my DMs are open, you know. Get in touch.
2: Cool. Or find him at Gamescom. I or find
3: you. me at Gamescom, yeah. You know, say hi to me. Hey,
2: hey, hey. hey. Awkward. Oh, we're de- yes, we pointed right. Uh, you can find me on the most socials at the Dana Eileen, or just go find me on CG and that's how you'll spell my name.
1: And I am B Fry twenty six on everything. So Twitter, LinkedIn, you got the idea. TikTok, TikTok, yeah, and with the two Instagram. I like think he Bye. forgot
2: what social medias exist. Be real. Yeah.
0: Vine, MySpace
1: I wonder those.
2: if I still have a My- does MySpace still work?
1: They lost a lot of them but they kind of backed up some of them after Justin Timberlake bought this company
0: Weird Tangents. That's going
2: to be a conversation Crazy. for another time yep. Hey Chris it's where can people fine. find you other than MySpace and Justin You can find Twitter me
0: um, owned by Hasbro um, No Not you through. can find me on Twitter at Tugafee or here on Twitch at guild 2 uh, Yeah thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week